All right, let's get it, man. You recording? <sighs> I can't see the red light. It's red light. On okay, baby, baby. Take it's, your shades off, nigga. It's the angle. What does that have? To, when has that ever mattered? Everyone sees the red light, but you. It's the angle I'm at. Ah, yeah, yeah, Ning. Appreciate you. Hey, protect black men. I'm the black man, black man, I'm black man, black man, I'm black man, black man, I'm black man, 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 black black Men do talk We have overdue conversations From yes, black Cersky. man's perspective I am one of your hosts for the day Street Hymns And also we have Sup, I'm Trey And not only that But off the rip We got the live studio audience Make some yes, noise Yes sir <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah Yeah, we here today Yes, yeah, Sirski Talk to me, Trey Hi what, am, I, am I intro on the topic? That's a lot of pressure. That's not fair. You didn't tell me that. So I'm supposed to bear, yeah. the, bear the load? Yep, bear it. Okay. I'll be here Frodo Baggins. <laughs> All right. So, uh, off rip, um, this is a very touchy topic, but even in the midst of being a touchy topic, uh, it's one of those things where I feel as though there is no real win in the argumentation yeah. of this conversation. Yeah. And so one of the things that I wanted to accomplish tonight was in the midst of someone's perspective, hearing the heart behind it rather than the facts, stats, and data. You know, so I know that I have my own perspectives in this and um, mine are a little bit more gray. Uh, there are some black and white points in this uh-huh. and i know other people have very heavy uh perspectives ideals in this especially in talking about politics but tonight we'll be talking about uh roe v wade slash abortion so with that being said here we go yeah oh already with the mic right there already i don't know what what, what button should i push that's what she said at some point we're yeah. gonna find a way so the buttons can be heard by, by everybody, everybody so man. we can all can, laugh yeah. but you just have to trust us it's funny matter of fact on three everybody laugh one two three go okay so um Okay, so off rip, uh, <clears throat> does anybody know how to give a good uh, rundown on how the whole Roe v. Wade leak happened and what what's going on? Because although I've heard like the talks, I don't really know like the actual details behind it. Does anybody actually have like the details behind it? No, y'all just be watching the news and watching TikToks. Yeah, I think they're still investigating. You know. Yeah. Well, what? Did anybody know what it can like the the contents of it? It was. I I honestly don't know. I think it was. I remember one guy saying that there was a part that said it was wrong from the beginning or something like that. Like we should have never put it in. 
and we should have never had it to start and it should have done it and that's kind of like what people were seeing and they were like mm, we don't agree with that that's sort of thing. So, for sure yeah to my understanding it was um like a motion a court motion and the document itself was leaked and it was basically the overturning of roe v wade based on the original facts that were presented in the case that were later proven to be false, like medical facts. Hmm. Science down the line. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, so <clears throat> for myself and from a strictly logical perspective, I guess I could see how the Supreme Court could go to, yeah, I don't know how this can consistently hold up based on other laws that we have. For example, if a mother takes poison in order to uh, get rid of her baby, then that means she has committed a crime. If somebody punches a mother who has a baby and the baby gets terminated, then that is commit that that considered a crime. You do something to a mother and the baby and the child and, and the mother die. That's a double homicide. And then things dramatically shift when you go into a doctor's office. So I think that they're like, the reasoning, I'm guessing, is like, yo, if, it, if, if we consider the child to contain life enough for it to be a crime in these other instances, then I'm assuming that if that's the case, then we can't therefore sway away from the child being called alive if you're now in the surgeon's office. That's what makes sense to me as to what maybe the logical aspect that they're talking about. But there's a lot of nuance in that because now they're also on the other end of, okay, well, if we're overturning this, then we got a lot of other laws that we got to look at again and talk about, okay, well, now we're about to start flipping and turning everything and leaving everything up to the states if this is how we're doing it. If we're leaving up to the nuance of the Supreme Court saying, oh, well, this is the one that's black and white. Well, it's like, okay, well, all these other laws that we've made back in the day have to be reconsidered and left up to the states now. But I don't know. Where y'all at with it? Yeah, never mind. Say so. I don't. So you, you just addressed just the logical part of. I address why it would make sense that they're doing that on their end, but I'm not on the Supreme Court. Right. So where where do you stand with it? With what? The overturning of Roe v. Wade. You personally, your personal opinion. My personal opinions on abortion and um, uh, man, <clears throat> a lot of times I judge uh. On something as open ended as abortion, uh-huh. it's hard to say this is what it is because uh, you have the people who argue towards when life is considered life, right? You know, and at that week or that day or that heartbeat or that moment of flesh or the moment of comes, I'm just like. Yeah. yeah, it's some good arguments. You know okay. what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't really know where to stand on to like, hey, this is where life begins. This is where life ends. If we're For judging sure. it by a week, because development could adjust based on the individual, right? And so I, I, I do think it, it could bear a lot of case by case individual 
um, uh, aspects. But on the other end of that, when I talk about the abortion topic, for me personally, <clears throat> I think that that is a byproduct of a bigger topic of uh, understanding the purpose of creation through okay. uh, consummation, right? Uh-huh. So it's it's like it's designed to happen within a family. Right. And then within the family, mother, father, create child. And so what we're seeing is a lot of mothers and fathers creating the possibility of a child uh-huh. without the concept or covering of desiring marriage. Right. And so I'm just like, man, I... If anything, I don't know if we can make it a black and white thing of, hey, this is how God, God's perspective of this mm. political issue. Yeah. Um, is it a political <clears throat> issue? Yes. Is Okay, so not Roe the v. law. Roe v. Wade, yeah. Okay, Roe v. Yes, yes, that is a political issue. Yeah. But just the idea of abortion. Is that, we've made it political, but is it a political issue? It's political when you talk about when, when is a life a life. And so, and so, and so, and so, if I'm saying a life is a life at this point, and you're saying life is life at this point, I'm 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 bearing the the consequence of a crime. Yeah, that's political. That's political. But I guess what I'm trying to I guess I'm asking from uh, what's the scripture they like, everybody likes to quote? I, for I knew you in your mother's womb. Indeed. Yeah. So, like from that perspective, I've I've heard. I'm not saying this is where I stand. But I've heard, yeah, I haven't, <laughs> strategically. Um, I've heard a lot of believers believe, like think that life starts at conception based off of that verse. <clears throat> which, which, which. I can if, see it. If you get, yes, but also <sighs> dealing with a God who works outside of time, who's yeah. talking about time. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. bet. So does that mean that. It all opens your, up a lot of rabbit all holes. All your actions are predestined, and you know where I, I feel about. I was literally just about to go to that talk. Yeah, yeah you, you, it's you know a rabbit how hole. I feel about this because I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I, f- I feel like Judas could have could have went either way. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't feel like Judas had to betray Jesus. Same with Pharaoh. I, you know what I'm saying? I think that is a hundred percent. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I believe that we. So in that aspect, I would say God is pro-choice. He's a He's about you making choices. Woo! Like like <laughs> he is he's completely. But that's the and, and that's the thing. Cap how, off the first bottle. How can, how can you be a, like you're? And that 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 is the that is the most mysterious thing to me about God. How he can be completely just. Yeah. And completely merciful. Well. And so like, how is it that you're able to make all the right decisions at the right time, but also on the other end? You can completely show mercy and be like justified in that, and it's for me. I'm like, yo, that's that's just wild to me. Well, I think I think to that point, you we we miss that God, like God is love, right? Yeah. And we had we had this talk before, like love is giving people the opportunity to choose. Mm. How can it be love if I take away your ability to choose, right? So I think if 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 we're talking, and this is why it's dangerous for believers to get so um, on one side of just this argument, is because a lot of times I, I see Christians and the church backing abortion as if a woman not getting abortion is her is her one way to salvation, mm. and I think that's dangerous because I hear have the baby in faith, carry the baby to term, God can redeem this life. But we don't preach to the other side of that conversation. 
So now if that woman has the abortion, has the has the faith run out? Mm. Do we Which, not still believe that God can redeem even in our choice to our choice to to go against, you know, our our design because we're not designed to 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 decide when a life should and should not be taken. And what's interesting is the church is really good with going into the prisons and preaching and, and, and teaching the murderers. But I don't see any compassion for uh, in, in this in this regard in, in abortion. I think and Which I is think why I think it's politically driven. It's it, yeah, and, and and that goes back to a deeper issue of like, and we've touched on this very very lightly, how culture has basically injected itself into the church. Yeah, it should be opposite. It should be kingdom culture driving the church, not culture driving the kingdom. Yes, because and, so, and that's what you're seeing, with, bro. The fact that Lecrae can just rap at a Democratic rally. And then the SBC's like, yo, don't let him talk in church anymore. Yeah, that's wild, Because bro. he's for abortion. And Lecrae's like, <laughs> fam, I never sounds for abortion. I just rapped at a, poli- at a politician's event. But what's crazy is he been rapping at these at these SBC-sponsored churches. His entire career. Come on, bro. Like, yeah. it's, and, and, and what's sad is we are, like, we miss, we miss the opportunity to love on broken people and how we approach this. Like we, I see so many times, and it's the same thing with the conversation around homosexuality and and sexual sin in the church. It's like we picket people, we don't love people, we protest people. Mm. Like that's crazy to me. God's love the Lord your God with all your heart, and love thy neighbor as thyself. On the ring, you know what I'm saying? Like, what is it like? And, and I, it's hilarious because it's like. The same message is being abortion is wrong. God is the only one that can sanctify life. Yes, we get it, but there are literally people who struggle in private. Mm-hmm. And even, even seeing churches like rejoice in this, I'm like, yo, like you're rejoicing in something that is leading down a path that is going to do a lot more harm than we are willing to recognize. For example, there is now people introduce like there are now lawmakers introducing bills. To charge women with murder. There's no there's now this precedent trying to be pushed that there's no longer any any circumstance where abortion will not be, you know, a criminal act, including if it puts the mother's life in danger. And to me, I'm like, why is that something we rejoice in? Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't yeah. <clears throat> I, th- I think uh it's heavy on because. Uh, I'm I'm really trying to be on my Kendrick Lamar and you know what I'm saying have be my Mitchell look, West. My I don't want Kendrick, face. bro. I I, I want to be Kendrick, bro. He's, I want you to be Mitchell. I want you to be Street Hymns. Be Mitchell. I can't, I, I'll accept love in you window. Have my face changed from Love Nindo to Love Nindo, yeah. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> but yeah, just the just the aspect of like <laughs> sitting back and just I feel like I'm just watching. I'm like, man, I'm real. I'm trying to hear everybody, and then I'm I'm like, yo. I I get that I have where I stand at, but I'm like the re- there has to be a driving part where you have half of the nation passionately pursuing an ideal, and I'm like, how is it that we can just say not the fact that it's majority people, but I'm just like, yo, how what is happening? What's going on in your heart, your mind, your situation, your culture? For a group of people to feel this way so heavily, and I'm like, the last thing I want to do 
is what I feel like could be happening is invalidate because I'm like, okay, if you're saying that the result of where you're at is on this side, yeah. then let me hear the heart behind why you're on that side. And that's yeah. kind of why I want to do this. And I want to read this little scripture before we start, man. Go ahead. Um, this is just from Joshua 5.13. Joshua after, you know what I'm saying? Uh, this is how he's at Jericho. He said, when Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a man, oh, this, God. Is a, this is an angel, was standing before him with his drawn sword in his hand. Hey, come on, and somebody. Joshua went to him and said, <clears throat> are you for us mm. or our adversaries? And he said, the angel said, no. But I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped him. What does my Lord say to his servant? Here we have Joshua, who's the commander of God's people. Yeah. Knowing that he is on God's side. Yeah. Seeing someone from the divine come before him and say, hey, whose side you on? My side of the adversaries. And he said, no, I'm on (laughs) God's side. So like even the to 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 take a heavy stance just because you're on the side of and representing God. Ooh, you going somewhere now. Does not mean Uh-oh. that okay, you about to yo, get I button. represent God. I'm a Christian. Uh-huh. I know I'm right based off of this. Joshua, now mind you, Joshua had a case. He's like, yo, God appointed me with this position to lead. Be God's strong people. and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Yeah. Said it like Do four not times. be dismayed. Come on, like he's, he, that's what he said. This is, this was his calling given by the position given by God. First chapter. And the first thing he says is like, "Yo, you with us or against us?" And he, he didn't like the there wasn't. My an dog answer. said no. He said no. <laughs> he said I'm. He said I'm a commander for the army of the Lord. That's what we talking about. Yeah. And that humble Joshua. Yeah. And so I think that if we humble ourselves, our Facebook wall arguments will come down. So, don't give me the praise. Oh, wait. Okay. Hey, I'm, I feel like we've done enough talking. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I want to hear from uh, the hearts and perspectives because I'm like, I need to. I've heard the passion behind the, the bittering side. But I'm like, man, let me just hear the reasoning right. behind the perceptions and the ideologies so that I feel like there can be a dialogue that can get us to a place of. Understanding, we can still be unified in disagreement. So, and I and, and I think that I think that point that you just made actually is a is a good place to set the tone because we should never be we should never assume God. that just because God sent us and has appointed us and we are His people that we can speak for God. Mm. Mm. There's a difference between a prophet and somebody who was sent. Mm. Thus saith the Lord. You can't always thus say. It. Mm. All right, all right, man. I'm about to make some people upset tonight. Yes, indeed. Hey, we, I'm with it though. I am too. It. Okay, last to the audience. Talk to me. Talk to me. If, if your heart feels drawn to speak. Where we at? Talk to this? me. Go ahead. Just speak. And I'm going to quote Preston Perry because he said it so good. He 
he made a tweet and he was just kind of like, if you, if you are more concerned about the abortion and not why this person specifically mm. led to that decision, then you are also part of the problem. That's good. Meaning like, and I'm just being vulnerable. I myself have had an abortion. Yeah. So let's just set the tone there now. Um, my reasons were very broken, like in my spirit, and also just like things that were going on in my life at the time, which led me to that decision. But I will never forget her name. Her name was Chelsea. She was 17. Um, she had been battling like um, rape from her uncle and not having the support of her mom. And I met her in that clinic, you know what I mean? And I prayed with her, you know, just because I know like my situation is specific and unique and it may have had nothing to do with like that external situation going on. But to realize in my own research that not only is that specific, but it's common, mm -hmm. yeah. you know what I mean? Things like that are common, especially in our community. You know what I mean? And people who don't experience those things from a day to day, they're just thinking, oh, y'all just out here dropping y'all draws and just come trying to cover up your mistakes. And it's yeah. like, no, like, mm -hmm. it's so much deeper than someone just, you know, pulling something out. You know what I mean? Like, I can only imagine as a 17 year old being violated by your uncle and now you have the seed of your uncle. Yeah any family support around you to believe you to support you to even to even be with you in here yeah. by herself you know what i mean yeah. like it's just the context of it and i feel like the more people open their hearts to that they're able to gain understanding it's like okay so this is something deeper for her we need to get sex education you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Such education in lower income, you know, communities. Right. You know what I mean? Actual resources for those young moms. You know, she can't even apply for, you know, government assistance because she's not even 18. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a lot of context that I feel like people are, in my opinion, refusing to accept or refusing to um, acknowledge because they feel like, you know, their knowledge or their background is superior. And it's like, I feel like once we have that common ground, once we're able to actually understand these stories, you know, these things that people, women actually go through, I feel like there would be more compassion. I feel like there would be more grace. Yeah. Because then people will be met with love, you know, instead of coming out. Yeah. We're already dealing with guilt and shame and you know, confusion in your own mind just to come out and someone who say they love God condemning you to hell. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, it's, I feel like it should be definitely more context and more education um, out there for women, especially like lower black communities, like lower income communities. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's interesting because um, if you talk to me uh, five, seven years ago, like you, I, I was legitimately in my earlier desire for apologetics and just like being taught and trained in Bible college, taught and trained through youth ministry, 
you know, you're almost taught and trained how to answer things politically, yeah. right? And so as you're saying that, I'm already hearing the apologist, well, the percentage of people who actually have pregnancies through rape is less than 1%. And I'm like, does that discredit the fact that there is a people group that have experienced something? Because I'm like, cool, you can talk about that being the 1%, but how about the fact that there is a larger majority of people that have that experience in general that have now caused them to be sexual in the ways that they are? Yeah. And it's just a chain reaction that's going through that. And so it's, it, for the people that are hearing this, like, oh, well, you have to – I do get the general. I'm a person who speaks generalizations too. But don't be so heavily on the generalizations that you're missing the heart behind what's being said. Because when we're taught, like I said, I, I think it's not to say that the answer to all this is case by case, individual by individual. But when you talk about ter- certain topics like this, listen to individuals and don't – generalize the individual you know what i'm saying it's nothing wrong with speaking generalizations but it's something wrong with generalizing an individual you know so um it's as as somebody who got trained up in the in the bible college mindset you know i, I think it, it it it's causing me to do a lot of deconstructing and reconstructing for the purpose of you know winning less arguments and winning more people yeah and there's a difference because when you try to prove you're right, I think you miss out on on people and their experience. Yeah. But then also the tough part is, uh, I forget what chapter in Romans it's in, but Paul talks about basically there's nothing now that separates us from the Lord, and he includes sin. And unfortunately, sometimes the way we frame this is that people say, uh oh, ring. It's my mother. It's my ringtone. That is a terrible ringtone. It's funny. It's Spice Adams. But it's it's I, during the I, most I, deep I, talk we've I know. Is it deep as it's, no, this is this is this is up there, bro. But anyway, so the it's we seem to have this issue with sin, exactly. Um and how we view it. I think we miss that salvation, while it doesn't save us from sinning again. It does save us from the ultimate consequence of sin. And so you can't minister to people on one end and say, this is not what the Lord would want, but then fail to give them the same grace that saves them from the sin. Okay. So if we really want to attack the issue, the issue is not the sin itself because we know sin has been defeated. And so if we want to attack the real issue, it's how do I minister to somebody that's broken? How do I solve a problem? Right. God being the ultimate problem solver sent his son so that now there was nothing else that could have a final say. So how do I solve this problem? And it's, and it's literally what you said. Jesus calls us to love people. You have to serve people. And to, do, to love and to serve, you have to know. Yeah, you cannot serve mercy. somebody without knowing the issue they have. We see it all throughout. Like, Just look at Jesus' ministry when he's healing people. There are people that are saying, oh, that's because of his sin, or what did his mother do? Yeah, uh, It's not the point. The point is, I see you sick. I see you needing something. That's good. I have the ability to solve your problem. I don't need to know what got you there. All I need you to know is that I have something that can get you past where you are. We treat people as if their sin has a final say on their eternity, and that's dangerous. 
And so it's it's shifting the perspective from the sin to the person. Anybody uh, can talk. Yeah, you can talk. Zadie, come there. up. Yeah, come up. Come over here. Come right here. You have to get up. This is the slide. It's not going to be. You have to get up. I don't know what's what's your name oh we don't have to say names D um, one of the things that I heard you say was I just heard the word mistake and one of the things that I always when you're talking about sin and all of that is that the baby is not the sin and so the issue that I have, or when you say baby as a mistake, the baby is not the sin. Scripture says that babies are a blessing. And the issue that I have, I don't so much care about the political side. It's that if we take the stance that our foundation for the beliefs that we have about abortion are based on Scripture and our faith, then we have, then you would have to say that we're fighting because of the sin. The sin in case of a rape or incest is the rape or incest. The sin in case of a, if you're not married, is um, fornication. But we don't go out and picket fence people having sex outside of marriage. We don't picket fence uh, people who are, you know, raped or incest. And that's the issue I have because a lot of people I know within the Christian culture who do protest abortion Y'all are having sex outside of marriage. Mm. You have been fortunate enough to not have a baby. You didn't get pregnant. So if you did get pregnant, would your stance be the same? And if we're going to go over it being a sin, you have to still focus on the fact that if abortion in your belief is a sin, fornication is a sin, and you need to go just as hard against fornication as you do against abortion that's where i have an issue when it comes to christianity and then when i come to like babies and stuff i'm not 100 percent theological around this but god killed a lot of babies in the old testament if we're just being real so when we talk about that i mean i know you have a difference but i'm not saying that that makes it right and i know that a lot of christians will say well that's god he's you know sovereign he has all of this and i get that but i'm going to say if i look in old testament the law never changed christ fulfilled it he didn't change the law there is a law and i've said this before in exodus where it was if you injured a pregnant mother and she uh, had a miscarriage, then it was up to the father to determine the punishment for the person who um, harmed the baby. But if the mother died as a result of that harm, the punishment was a life for a life, uh, eye for eye, death for death. So when I look at scripture, it's like, how much stake is God putting in what we're fighting for? Because I've also seen with David, with his sin with Bathsheba, God told him, your baby's not going to live. And he fasted that entire time. That baby still died. So I'm trying to think of God's heart in this situation. But I just know that as far as if we're going Christian and that's what our foundation is, then we have to focus on, like, all sins. And I think that's what you were saying of, like, hey, we're focusing on sin versus a sinner. And then you go to Scripture, like, you know, and we go with the woman and, you know, the adulterer. What is it? She was pulled out. They're like, hey, we found her. We know that for someone to commit adultery, a man has to be involved. You know, so man in this situation, like, a man has to be in, with abortion. Put a man so out. that's why it's interesting to me that the Old Testament said the life of the baby dying was up to 
the man up to the father is just interesting to me. Um, so I think, like you said, Mitch, that it's not so black and white. No, and we as Christians sometimes try to make everything so black and white. When we go, is it faith? Is it works? God never says, oh, it's solely faith. Oh, it's solely works. Like, it's together. So is it, when you come here, is it pro-life or pro-choice? It's like, well, <laughs> I don't know. And the thing that is the hardest for me if I have a Christian faith is if God himself gives us the ability to choose, I stand at the door and knock. If you let me in, then I will come in and sell with you. If he himself gives us the ability to choose, why do we tell someone else that they don't have the ability to choose something that is not as high, like you're saying, as salvation? Salvation is the biggest thing in our lives. And if that is the pinnacle of our Christian faith is through Christ and he gives us that choice, why are we trying to force or take a choice away in a issue of, I guess, sin? Those are all the things that I have when it comes to this topic and abortion. I, myself, will still say I value life and value having a baby, but I'm just saying as far as it comes to making a law and what I'm going to fight for, I want to make sure that, like you said, I'm fighting for Christ, like not, hey, yeah. this law or this law. I'm fighting for Christ and that he would be made known and that he um, love will be shown. And I just don't, if I were on the other side, I don't know if I would receive love mm. through the way that it is dispersed in the name of faith. Yeah. That's good, yeah. That's good AD. That's good, AD. Yeah, and, and aside from, like, the theological concepts, I mean, that's, that's a whole different topic. Um, yeah, uh, as far as, like, uh, why God would allow babies and call towards the killing of entire nations, not only that, but the animals as well. Yeah. I think there's some theological stuff in there, but rather than do that on this podcast, um, talk to me about it later on. We may get that on it. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, in, in, in a small response, because I, I think that just letting that marinate is dope, um, I do believe that, you know, we rely a lot heavily on red and blue rather than kingdom. You know, it's like, what what does the red state say? What does the blue state say? What is the red perspective, blue perspective? And then through that, we try to make decisions. And it's almost like, if you are, it's, 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 and it's, it's interesting because with the abortion topic, if you take a stance for or against, it's almost like you're automatically associated to that political party that's for or against it. That's true. And it's like, yo, I can't just have a sole perspective. Because I'm like, I've, Look, you you are going to be hard-pressed to find anything to ever say Mitchell West is a Republican or a Democrat. You know what I'm saying? I, I've, I've never claimed any of those. I don't have anything against people that do that. I don't have anything against people that claim pro uh, um What is it? Uh, um, uh, what is it? Uh, what's, what's Umar? Pan-African. I don't have any against. Like, I almost said any. something wild. <laughs> what's Umar? That nigga crazy. <laughs> you like Umar? Swindler. Indeed. <laughs> Where, Umar, if you hear this, where is the school? Why you, why for how come Umar can't, where is the school, Umar? He need 300 more million dollars. Um, but yeah, with that being said. He can find uh, it at that house with uh, BLM. Wow. That's what she said. Oh, I did the wrong oh, one. Oh, that still fits though. But that's what she said. It's <laughs> It's been two weeks since I had the buttons. Oh, man. Indeed. All right. Yes. Um, But, yeah, so uh, with that being said, uh, yeah, 
I I I do want to because I I do think there are worthy questions that are worth being talked about within this. Okay, you know, um, and one of them is um, that I hear from. Uh, now, mind you, I know in this topic, it's almost like there are people who are so heavily for women that men literally have no voice within the topic, which I understand the stance of, uh, yo, we're talking about women's bodies. I think that just to, the, the conversation of if there are two people that are involved in consensual activity and sex, yeah. and one of the parties does desire to see the life through, you know, what does that mean for the to, for one party to feel like? Because I feel like it's been pushed on either way. It's like, yo, you end up sleeping with the person who's an athlete or somebody who is like, yo, I want to keep the. It's like, no, I got I got my career. I, you you do this, do this, and it's like, dad, yo, you you're forcing somebody to take action off this. And then on the other end, it's like, yo, I don't want to go through pregnancy. I have. What I want to do, I don't want to have to have my body get bigger. I'm in high school. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, I, I think that, you know, but rather than deal with the, the right, wrong, yes, no, like like uh, AD was saying, I think it, it first deals with the, the perspective of the act itself that led to the result, you know, right. rather than looking at um, the quote-unquote sin at the end or the the wrongful act or the the, the – yeah, I'm I'm done. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's layered. Oh, okay. So um, I I'm going to tell the story to get to where I'm going. Okay. Go ahead. So we here when the Roe v. Wade leaked. I had no idea. I was at a Bible study. Now this is the only white space I have in my life. This is Bible study. <laughs> White. Shut up. White. Um, and we're studying the book of Acts. Okay. And we were talking, um, and we uh, we were at a part where uh, someone came to Saul and was like, if this is a, when Saul was persecuting the church before he became Paul, they were like, if this is of God, it will not stand. Mm. And uh, someone was talking about how things of the church have been able to withstand. And I brought up the point that we see that because the black church has is the only persecuted church in America, and it's been going strong ever since. Ooh. Like through it all. Say that twice. Uh, like to make right, some right, people right. upset tonight. I, can you expound on that point? That's that a rabbit hole. Church is the only the persecuted church in America yeah. because it's been bombed. The Bible has been converted. Scripture has been withheld mm. so that the black man would not know, could not read mm. to understand Scripture. But yet and still, the Lord still pursued and grabbed our hearts to the point that it's just now that I'm finding black people who don't know the gospel. Wow. Um, and I'm not someone who doesn't share her faith, who hasn't been out here doing her fair share. I've seen several people come to Christ, and I've discipled them. So um, it is very rare to run in, well, not as of late, but it used to be very rare to find, especially mm-hmm. in the South, a black person who didn't know the concept gospel. of Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, yeah. we're talking about that. Someone brings up Harriet Tubman. We go on a tangent. Someone pulls us back in. We finish our study on Acts. And um, <laughs> the person whose home we were at, 
she uh, she goes, I'm so glad that you brought up uh, the black community and uh, following God because now y'all have an opportunity to um, grow in knowing Christ because Roe v. Wade is being overturned. What? That was the statement. Wait, 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 that wait, was wait, the wait, statement. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So, wait, wait, say, say, say that again. <laughs> she goes, okay, she goes, I'm glad you brought up the, the point of, uh, of the black church because she said that, uh, that uh, now y'all will have the opportunity to see more believers in Christ because Roe v. Wade is being overturned. Because, you know, black people have the highest rate of abortion. That's because the abortion claims are... So... But so, but but I guess she. So she forget about the first genocide. Wait, my wait, bad, my yes, bad. It was it was bad. I still need to have the conversation. What was, with her. What was the what was the group of people again? Hey, mute. White. Hey, it was quite. You Hey, uh, <laughs> make sure you tell us what church you go to after this. What? It's not. It wasn't nah. church affiliated. I'm in. I shouldn't say what I'm in. No, no, no. no just tell me. I'm gonna find out from you what, where, out. and when y'all meet, I'm a, and I'm there. So I cut this part because I'm. I need. Yeah, we can. We can. We can edit this out and post. When? When no, do no, y'all no, meet? No, no, no. We good. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I'm disturbed. I'm gonna cut this part in the audio. But yeah, I'm disturbed. Okay, so I, I don't want to cause this unity, but yeah. When you're the only <laughs> black person in the room, and I was so stunned and shocked, I had no words, and so I just dropped. And everybody else was excited about the fact that Roe v. Wade was going to be overturned. So they're just clamoring at that and talking about how, like, if the church would just uh, would just do these things, like these women would be taken care of, and so on and so forth. Um, but all I could think about was the fact that, like, black women in particular have a, already have a high mortality rate in, in pregnancy. Yes. In addition, yeah. that's true. Um, not many of the babies who are actually born are already dying before the age of one to the point that it's not conducive to what is happening in a first world country, but what you would see happening in a third world country uh, in war times. Mm, wow. And so I don't know a single black Christian where this is a black and white issue for, because if we're, if we're thinking, cause we're thinking whole life, yeah. right? Yeah. So, not just the- so if yeah. if Roe oh, yeah. gets overturned, how many black women will not be will continue to not be believed that they're in pain? Yeah. That something is wrong. Yeah. And how many more black women will we lose? Uh-huh. How many more black children will we lose? How many more children in the system and what kind of quality of life will they have? How much more abuse of our children will happen? In addition to she failed to realize that it's all based in racism. It's not like we want to kill our children. They put Planned Parenthood in our neighborhoods. Yeah. It was literally a tactic of genocide for yeah. our people. Yeah. Um, Two miles away from a liquor store. One that we feed into, though. Mm-hmm. We feed into Planned Parenthood. We do feed well, into yeah, I'm going to be the bad guy and say that. We do. We feed what, into Planned Parenthood. Well, well, it's, it's free it's, and it's accessible. Yeah, for sure. It I, is free. But is I, 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 I think the, the major point that she is kind of driving home is that you can be pro-life all you want, but don't just. I think. I think it's more people that are pro-baby than pro-life. Correct. True. Yeah. Pro, if, pro, if, pro if birth. If you're pro-birth, let's just go ahead and say pro-birth. Pro-birth. Yeah. Then be pro the life as it grows, and be pro the life as it's black. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't, like you can't say I'm pro-life then not say Black Lives Matter. 
Uh oh, SpaghettiOs, cats that's out wild. the bag. But, but but like but like yo like like that's be pro life in that way. No nah, facts. Don't just be pro life and choose how pro life you're gonna be on pro birth. It's like yo. But they want to back the blue. Get out of here. Well, which is, wait no, but yo that's a, if, if I got for me if you if you're gonna be consistent be consistent. Yeah. I don't mind you being pro blue pro pick all the colors. But like, but like that's the thing, bro. Like it's it's a, we we just had an episode of us like. So well, here, but here, but here's I the thing. The, I, I back. I, I like. I, I have no issue. Like I'm just. I'm just like rather than rather than try to make general. I'm, I'm like yo, be pro all lives. But like what you're doing is you're marginalizing where you want to choose what value of life right. has right. when the value of life has it. Right. I'm like fam. Um, but yeah, my bad. Keep going. You were about to make you come to close. You were coming to close. I would. Yes. So, but I, I, it's not a black and white issue because there's so much more life to be had. Because uh, someone brought out the point at the study that a lot of these women, the reason why they make these decisions is because they financially can't handle it. And in the current inflation of America right now, nobody can really handle anything. People are literally spending $100 for gas. If you live in Dallas, Texas, public transit is not really a thing. Um, and so, People don't even know how they're going to have ends meet. And then you're saying, I already have three kids and I just got pregnant. I can barely feed the three I got. Um, And so that's already putting the baby in turmoil while they're in the womb because of the the levels of stress that the woman is under trying to provide for her family that she has by herself. Um, And so there are, there's things we could do beforehand to care for people. Mm -hmm. Um, If you go on welfare, you're automatically demonized. And so it's not attractive. You want to work hard to show that you can pull your own weight and handle your own responsibilities. Yeah. Um, but I think we should be considering the whole entire life. Be this pro is, black mother. Yes. Yeah. I, I just think we should just be pro people. Pro people. Amen. Um, That's the gospel, bro. That is, is that is the kingdom. And I think we should. Um, I, I don't know how this this is this is not a black and white issue. And I hate that she brought in black people into it because it just. I was was, she, was this a black woman that black person? I'm the only black person at this day. I was really hoping I heard that wrong. Can no. I? Never mind. No. No. Yes, you can. No. I, I, why do you go? Because um, no, I'm genuinely curious. The Fair Lord question. moved on. I because I was in a white college ministry um, and was deeply burned, and mm-hmm. like ten seven years ago, uh, the Lord was like, "This is an issue. Um, you uh, have hate in your heart towards your white brothers and sisters." Man. And so me and my best friend started praying that the Lord would help heal that. Um, And he presented this Bible study. And at first, it was half black and half white. And slowly over time, like in the past two years, Mm -hmm. I've been the only black person in it. I have never intentionally put myself since college ministry. And even then, I got out um, in white spaces for that very reason. But it was literally a move of the Lord. Yeah. Do you feel like... uh if you were to portray where your heart and mind is, not to say would there be a willingness to listen, but do you feel like your heart would be heard? I'm going to test it because I need to confront her. Amen. Um, and I'm not one to not confront people when they're wrong. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah. That was, that was ignorance on another level. For sure. Yeah. And, I, and again, I, I think it's, man, and, and when I say, you know, the blue lives thing, I think, again, it goes back to being about people. Yeah. Like even that to me is very troubling because that's a job. That's an organ. Like Thanks. we we are more invested 
in the organization that's supposed to protect than we are the people they are supposed to be protecting. To me, that's just wild. And so, again, like this issue is not, again, for the believer, sin is not an issue. Yeah. We've all got the, we've all got victory. Q Church, Oregon, Q to Hoop and Pastor. We've got the victory. I think we miss that because we have that victory, I don't have to address people's sin. It has been addressed. I hold people accountable. You know what I'm saying? I I remind people that when they miss the fact that they are sinning, that it is sin. But I don't have to attack sin. I don't have to fight that. You know what I'm saying? Like that is something that that victory has already been won. The question is, how do we get people to see that it is more impactful to walk with somebody through it? Whether they choose to have that abortion or not, God still calls you to love. God still calls you to love that person, and love is very active. But it, I just I can't wrap my head around this idea that we see people so concerned about something that on Sundays they preach that they have victory over. I just it, it to me it, it, it's really troubling. Well, and, and that's and I, just really touching this quick. So I want to hear some more people, but I really just feel like it has to. It 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 comes with the the burden of meeting people individually. Like we have to keep. Like, I'm, I'm gonna keep going back to that. Yeah. There was not a single interaction that the Messiah had with somebody one on one where their heart wasn't changed. Mm-hmm. That's real. The only the only being was Satan. Other than that, every time you see a one-on-one interaction that the Messiah had, their hearts were changed. So that just goes to show me, yo, yes, Jesus was political. Jesus was social. Yeah. Jesus was kingdom. Jesus, he, he perfectly played all these things out. But when it came to individuals, like he would acknowledge the fact that they're sinners. He would yeah. acknowledge the fact that there needed to be healing. Yeah. He would, but he would do so by just asking questions yeah. and then allowing their hearts to understand where his heart was yeah. towards the love he has for them. And think about how personal the healing was. Uh-huh. Like, think about, like, think about the spit on the eye. Think about them luring the, the, the girl into the house so she can get to Jesus. Think about the woman touching his hem so she could be healed from that. Like, all these healings come from a very personal, both, you know, emotionally and physical way. And that that just goes that, to show if if you are representing Messiah, he's telling you you'll do greater things than the things I've done. Yeah. If somebody has a chance and opportunity to touch you, are they going to be healed? Or are they going to be pushed away? And that's the question we got to ask ourselves. You can be on the stage all you want and and preach whatever side or political. Th- it's like okay, bet. But when you actually got to talk to that mother, yeah, and you got to look at that mother in the eyes yeah. and say. Okay, bet. Now I'm right in front of you. Yeah. You say you got this answer. How are you going to respond to my pain? How are you going to respond to my lack? Is oh, the the purpose of you doing this is because there's a lack? Oh, well, let's not address the issue. Let's address the lack. Right. Let's meet the need first. Right. Then we can deal with all the other stuff. Right. If there's a lack and lack is causing you to make life decisions Man. that's going to affect not only your life but the lives of others around you, let's address the lack. Let's address the reason for the and, and, and what's tougher is, can I love you even if there isn't a significant reason for your sin? Do I have to love, do I have to give the exception and give the love only if there's a rape? Only if there's an injustice that causes, like, how, how do I look at somebody that's 20, 22, 23, and is like, yeah, I just don't want to have a baby. 
Do I just say, hey, okay, cool. Like, you know, like, what is the response? Why does it have to be that there has to be a lack for me to still extend that love and extend that grace? Faith is faith regardless of the situation. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I still even think with that, we have to get to the point to where we're realizing that in the face of sin, our response has to be consistent. In the face of people choosing, we have to be consistent. Right. The faith is still the faith in God is still the faith in God, whether she chooses to keep the baby or not. It doesn't change. God doesn't change. Like he's not he's not like, oh, OK, you get like this much grace if you keep it and you get this. I'm going to take some grace away if you don't. It's not that's not how God operates. Not to mention, not everybody's a believer. Not everybody's a believer. And to hold people accountable to the standards of actually quite crazy. Is <laughs> actually quite wild. Uh, let me turn you up. Uh. I think that the main issue, like it was already touched on, it's mostly women of color that are getting abortions. And this may be a little controversial, but I think if the same energy was put behind holding both men and women accountable, Uh-oh. if that was the push, because I feel like, especially as a black woman, Okay, as a black woman that hasn't, that grew up in the hood, that didn't have that many resources, that have a bunch of friends and family members that have either been raped or have had abortions, it hits home for me. A lot of times when that happens, it's the woman that is judged. It's the woman that becomes the breadwinner. It's the woman that has to do with the shame, the guilt, being pushed out of the church, being judged, you know, being the breadwinner for a child that most of the time they don't even know how to raise because they're still trying to raise and discover who they are. Right. Mm-hmm. If we pass laws that say, hey, you get somebody pregnant, by law, you have to be responsible, I bet you it would lower a lot of the cases at Planned Parenthood. But we don't want to talk about that. Absolutely. This is a system that was made to punish women. Mm-hmm. These laws were not built for us. We were minorities from the beginning. We're still minorities. Yeah. And um, I hate to say it, I, I think that there needs to be more accountability on both sides. As a community, if you look at other nationalities, when they get someone pregnant, the community says, look, you're taking care of them. Better yet, you have to marry them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so easy in our community for our women to get pregnant and then have to be on their own. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's all men, but look at the stats. If we want to bring up stats, you ask yourself, how many women that are married in a very financially stable household are going to Planned Parenthood and get an abortion? How many of our women are even married in the first place? You know what I mean? So I think that, again, you know, we talk about is it a political issue, is it a morality issue? I just think it's accountability issue. Yes. It's accountability issue, and we need to make sure that, okay, if two people can lay down and have a child, you know what? Paternity test, both of y'all, both of y'all, man and woman, need to man up, take responsibility, and take care of that child mm-hmm. and all of its needs for life. Right. And then it would, you know, quiet down a lot of that. That's just my take. Absolutely. You don't, you don't mistakenly fall on someone's penis. You don't. 
But then if we decide to carry it or if we decide to get an abortion, it all falls back. The penis fell on us. The responsibility falls on us. And that part the of judgment. it, the judgment, mm-hmm. the everything. And a lot of the time, a lot of the judgment comes from other women. Yes. Right? yes. Mm. You know, it, it doesn't even make sense. Christian women at that. You know, we'll sit up here and say we don't like abortion, but what about molestation right. and pornography and fornication and Ooh. adultery and lying and stealing. We don't talk about that, but let you as a woman do something, you are nailed to the cross. Mm-hmm. We just It has to be account of accountability on all standpoints if we're going to take that stand. Can I say something to that? Yeah. Not to disagree or agree, but okay, so if you don't know, I have a child. And I had my child when I was 20 years old. So financially stable, no. Old enough, no. Married, no. Right? And from my perspective, I looked at it from the accountability factor, but it was accountability on my side. I wasn't raped. I chose to lay down. I chose to not use protection. And my consequence was a baby. Consequence, not mistake. So with the accountability, I do feel like there's a lack of accountability among women for respecting yourself, for choosing who you lay down with. Why lay down with a man who doesn't desire to marry you, who doesn't express interest in you, who told you from the jump, I'm not taking care of a baby, and you still choose to do those things. So if you're going to talk accountability, it is on both sides, but start with yourself and then worry about the person you choose because it says a lot about you as a woman who you choose to lay down with. And that's my take on it. Yeah. That it does. I, I completely agree with that. As women, we have to be accountable for our own actions. But after I'm accountable and after God has forgiven me, now I have to raise this kid. Is it right because I made a bad decision that for the rest of my life, only I have to pay for it when two people lay Man. down to make this baby? That's tough. When you lay down with me without protection, you knew you didn't want to be a dad just like I knew you didn't want to be a dad. Right, and, yeah. And I, 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 think the, I think the Bible definitely does address that. It does. It, it, it says that a father that does not provide for his household is worse than what? And that's his karma. That's his sin. So in doing what I need to do for my child, for one, I'm not even going to, well, I'm not going to pretend like it's all bad because it's not. Like, I feel like that's an over-dramatization that we have created in our culture. A single woman can't make it. A single mom is a bad thing. Great things come from broken homes. Beautiful people come out of broken homes. So that's not true. And it is possible. It's not ideal, but it is possible. And and I think I I agree. And again, we've we've said it's, this, none of this is black and white. But I think you know we operate and we react and deal with things on a plane, and God operates and reacts and deals with things on different, mm. completely different level. And so there is there's room. There both of these things are true. And I think just like you're saying, like people who grew up in certain areas and certain neighborhoods. They only know one truth. Mm-hmm. They only know one truth. If you work in certain areas and certain neighborhoods, you know that there are people that look like us that have no con like no concept of 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 anything outside of their five block neighborhood. Yeah. And so the idea of struggle is not struggle. It is their reality. Okay. The norm. It is the norm. Different people react differently, right? And so while both of you guys are completely right in your stance, 
again, the experience, the, 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 the choice, the mistake is not something we should try to address. Like instead of a, like, I think we get so caught up in, you know, this way, that way, this reaction, that reaction. And we miss there are broken people who need to see a different reality than they are experiencing. God is trying to get us to love people because there are people who don't understand and can't even conceptualize the idea of how the father moves because they haven't had the, the because they haven't grown up in, in a neighborhood where they see loving fathers because they don't have a reality outside of struggle. They can't con- they can't conceptualize that there is a God who looks so far past their mistakes that there's nothing they can do that would snatch them away from his hand. And so we get caught up in people's actions and God is like, no, show them who I am through how you love them. And so experience now becomes king. Choices becomes who a, who a person is. And God is like, choices are only like the pit stop in the whole totality of their life. I've called you to greater. But first we have to understand and, and know how to love people. And that includes compassion. That includes recognizing that, yes, you laid down, but so did he. That also includes owning and accepting your choices. There can, there can be no love without recognizing that there is a choice. You do something, that means you automatically forego something else. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we, we get caught up in what people do and not trying to address who they are. And that's, again, that where is the... Where, who they are and where they're at. Where they're that at. is the ministry of Jesus. Like, he saw the, 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 he, was, he was near the woman with the issue of blood because he was amongst the people. That, like, he was in the house and they had to get to him. He was amongst the people. And it's, a, it's, it's too many people speaking for the generalized yeah. from a place of privilege. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah. fam, when's the last time you touched down in the hood, bro? Fam, and, and it's like... But that's every political topic. Can I, can I say something? So yes, you I can. I feel that part of this is the privilege, the self-righteousness, right? Ooh, that self-righteousness. we just feel like we're so good and that yeah. we have this morality and this greatness right. about us that we get to dictate what looks right and what doesn't in others' part. When we're... What's actually happening when the church takes a pro-life stance is we miss the opportunity to be missionaries to women and children and men who Man. are hurting and making yeah. choices that they shouldn't be making that are affecting millions of children. Right. right? We miss the opportunity to foster kids and yeah. to adopt children as churches. Yeah. All we do is just say, oh, well, you shouldn't have an abortion. Okay, great. But what now? Are you going to help me adopt that child? Because right. guess what? You know, I personally was in the foster care system, and I was in 13 foster homes. Only one home was healthy. All the others were abusive, sexually, emotionally, spiritually. There weren't any Christian parents coming to rescue me. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't come and say, oh, well, let me adopt you. They were all in Africa. So what happens when that woman has a baby child? And there should be, you know, like a Christian family that should come and adopt that child, but there isn't. The church is not being missionaries to single moms or yeah. to women who have had abortions. Wow. We just want to continue to be fruitful and multiply in our own houses when 
fruitful and multiplication looks like us serving people yeah, yeah. who have children and yeah. actually teaching and discipling those kids who need help, right? It looks different. It, it, we are literally, I believe that God is actually, with all of this happening, mm-hmm. he's making the church realize that the one of the number one, because, what, okay, so let's go back a little bit to what's really happening sacrificially, okay? There's a human sacrifice that's happening. We're, our children are being offered to Moloch and Balaam, like, period, okay? Like, on a spiritual level, there's a blood sacrifice happening that, like, the wealthy are gaining from and people who practice other things are gaining from. Now, the issue is that we as a people are not taking enough time to actually go into the spaces that are needed to go, okay, well, here's human life is being sacrificed here, but how do we, as, as a community, then go and restore life back to God. We're just not taking the time to do that. And so my hope is that as believers, we can stop being on this polarizing side of, you know, I'm pro-life, I'm pro-choice, and just go, I'm not only pro-people, but I'm actually also pro, like, helping to restore whatever happens in Genesis 3 that is now being taken away. So... um, Abuse me. Uh, Thank you. Oh, sorry. (laughs) No, it's it's that mic picking it up, so you can mute that one if you want to. But um, to your to your point about restoring people, like that's what we're called to do. That's like Second Corinthians chapter five. Um, I just again, I think it's we get so caught up again in what people do, um, and, and and these actions and mistakes become. We, we we treat them as like the finality of who people are, and that's very dangerous. Um, because if if that's the case, then nobody in any church across the world has a has a foot to stand on. Like it's it's just like it's just not there. And so again, I think the idea of the church taking a stance on this. Um, it's very it's very dangerous the 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 the, the position we we put ourselves in as a church as a body because um and it's and it's it's you it's not something that's foreign because we we suck at talking about sex we suck at talking about uh, talking about racism we suck at talking about you know like really how do how, look at look at the way we treat homosexuals it's pretty trash it's actually pretty terrible right so we get caught but we continue to get caught up on these things we either avoid them or we are we go on this like weird like crusade where we're like trying to exterminate people but we say we're attacking or, or dealing with sin and it's like again how do we treat people like that is that is that that is a large majority of Jesus ministry was him connecting god and who the pharisees understood god to be to them treating people the way God has called them to be treated, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so yeah, but I know you got you got a clip. You got to unload, my boy. So go ahead. Say it again. We're trying to be Jesus. Dun dun dun. But we as Christians and churches are coming and doing the work of Jesus as if we are people's saviors. It's like that's not your job. Yeah. Or say the Holy Spirit told me. The whole script can tell you nothing. 
You're not God. That's what they're saying. We just need to let Jesus and deal with the person's sin. It's very prideful. The church needs to really just focus on preaching about the King of Kings. If we focus yeah. more on the gospel, we would have less people actually going and doing the things that we say that we don't want them doing. But the issue is that we've started focusing on so many political issues and so many things that to us look as bad because we want to look good right. and we want to look mm, as if we're doing the work of God. But at the end of the day, we're destroying human lives. We're destroying people's faith. We're destroying people's connection with the Lord. And we're making it impossible for people to actually come to the kingdom of God because we're focusing so much on the on the needle that's in the person's eye and we have an entire log in our own. Mm-hmm. And so my hope is that like our communities literally can begin to, to stop being Jesus and stop focusing on people's sin because the last time I checked, Jesus was the one who died for people's sin, not us. And it's so been covered. Yeah, to the point of saying, man, if, if, if you're going to be extremely pro-life, because uh, what one thing the SBC did, I think, in like the 60s was um, creates 20 alternatives to abortion, one of them being adoption. It's like, okay, bet. If you're going to go hard on the adoption piece, that means that there should be a heavy statistic of churches not only being involved in adoption ministries, mm-hmm. which sounds like... the it said, you know, good religion is this being there for the widows Widow. and the orphans. Yeah. Oh, bang, bang, But it's tough. If that's bang, like, bang. if there is a lack in that, it just goes to show how much more political than Bible it really is. Mm-hmm. If you're not really, wow. okay, bet, don't just present an alternative and not be down with the alternative right, right, to the right. fullest extent. Exactly. Like, that's good. Like, and, well, I don't want to go there. I, don't say <laughs> I was I was gonna say, could it be that there are people that aren't experiencing natural birth through them because they might be called to adoption? Mm. And it's like, yo, like we've been trying for so long, we trying for, Okay, well that's people like people gonna be upset when they hear this one. That was no, nah, it's not just you. We didn't talk to. We didn't touch Blue Lives Matter. We didn't touch just problematic Bibles. I'm still gonna find out where she got the Bible study. You don't look. You don't have to be problematic. I'll come be problematic and deal. And we and we all gonna pull up. What? What's that you said? So. I heard you was anti-black moms. Is that what you said? So, uh, I have a few thoughts and, and a question. First thought, um, Ruslan said this. I've heard the idea before, but he just said it in a way that was real easy to understand. The church should be known more about what they're for than what they're against. Yeah. Ooh, wee. Ooh, wee. Bang, bang, bang. More about bang. what we're for than what we're against. Mm-hmm. That being said, y'all have said a lot of truth, a ton of truth, period. We know if, I don't want to assume, but I'm going to say it. We know what the Bible considers good, true, and real religion to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. With that being said, I do have a question. When we see something, and also, let me say this before I get to that. 
I also have no idea how to say what other people should do based on my religious beliefs. Right. I'm very well aware that other people don't believe what I believe. They don't act how I act. They don't have my moral compass. So I can't hold anybody else to that standard. It don't make sense, and that's not what Jesus said to do. But with that being said, in a case like this, is it okay for us to think that there is a, in general, of course there are always exceptions to the rules, there are extenuating circumstances, but in general, is it okay to say one way or another is the better way to be? Is it okay to vote one way or another? But we have, though. That's the thing. That's why Roe v. Wade is a thing. Well, I, I understand that, but I'm asking, is it, so, for example, two people get together, they have sex, they have no problems. There are no issues. They just decide they want, they don't want the baby. Yeah. Is it okay to be on the left side, or, I don't want to say left or right, make it political, is it okay to be for or against that abortion? Generally. Their personal choice. Right, right. It's their choice. Their personal choice is between them and God. Well, I... I personally believe it's definitely between everything. I believe everything we do is between us and God. But at the, or no, I for the for the church. With I'm asking. No, he's within, asking for a general standpoint like, within the, the church. church. With, for us, specifically. He didn't. He didn't specify whether or not they were religious. No, I'm not. No, I'm not saying if, if they are religious. I'm saying us as the, the church. church. As, us as, as the, the church. As the body. Should yeah. we have a position? Okay, so offer it. Number one. About to get spicy. I, 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 well, uh, this, I, I, I'm trying to sway from the spice. I'm going to tee it up, so you try as you might, my boy. <laughs> my dog said he's going to let me Try as you might. <laughs> to, Whatever you say, you got something. I'm about to stir this pot. Hey, Whip this yeah. wrist, my boy. Okay, well, you know. <laughs> you know, give it to him. All righty, man. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You might as well. You might as well go ahead. Nah, so uh, I, I was just gonna say, um, and and that's when we try to put the oh well at the best case scenario, as opposed to the worst case scenario. Like like it, it's fair. Not even the fair. It's because because here's the thing. The number one community that deals with the act of suicide are those who are well off. Right. Like, if we're making it simply about just the provisional aspect <laughs> and right. not addressing the fact that people are mentally unstable, right. chemically yeah. unstable, yeah. mentally imbalanced, yeah. I, like, despite the fact that you're going through something provisionally as a black mother in a, in a, in a, in a, in a tarnished community or as a white mother who, a, a white mother-to-be who is being pressured by your parents to be this lawyer, being pressured by your parents to be this doctor, being pressured by your parents to be the greatest volleyball player ever in the richest community, and you feel like now you have ruined your family's legacy because you now have a child. When we just make it about the circumstances... Can I I pause you right there? Go ahead. Because I'm going to just take the example of suicide, okay? And like you said, suicide is definitely by far more likely to commit suicide the more successful you are. For sure. There's no debate about it. Should we as a church say, hey, when someone's going through something like that, should we have a position or should we say, let them make their decision? That's what I'm trying to say, bro. Well, okay, so, and that's that's the thing. Because rather than look at the result 
be there in the oh, process. We, I, because because that's, here's, that's, here's, here's that's, that's first and foremost. So for I'm, sure, I'm not, I'm not taking that away. I, I, I feel like, but when, when you're there presented, in the process, should we go vote? I, well, no. That's what I said. Like, I, I don't, I don't think there's a vote for suicide. But we're talking about well, he's talking about abortion now. With abortion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, it's on the ballot. So yeah, like, vote. Like, like, bro, vote. But I feel like in the midst of voting, be there with the people. And, and, so, and don't attach God to your vote. Right. Because they will. Because they will. The Bible does not ask us to vote or do any of that type of stuff. Well, I, th- we can't, I, I, I want to respond, but that's a rabbit hole that we can't yeah, go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but to, 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 to tell people to abort or not abort. Right, right, for sure, for sure. But continue, Mitchell. Well, yeah, I'm, well, mind you, like, look, I am, I'm, 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 I'm def- I just I just registered to vote today. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to I'm, you. I'm gonna I'm vote. You know what I'm saying for the first time in a long time. Quick side, quick, quick sidebar. Um, if you're listening to this and you live in Texas, please go out and vote. That man out the governor's office. He needs to roll Tell up. Out. Uh, no, not Ted. Uh, I'm Ted talking about to uh, too, Governor. Ho- Ted needs to go. Ted really needs to go. Ted, I don't think his seat is up. No, his seat's not up. He just he just. I'm talking about Greg. No, I'm, I'm talking about I'm Governor not, Hot Wheels. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. We need to. Yeah, we need to roll him up out of there. If you're not registered to vote, I, I can register you. I, I don't know who we is. I, yeah, I'm not, I don't know who we is. I don't care. But yeah, huh? I said if you are not registered to vote, I can register you. I am a deputy registrar. Bang. In the car. Bang. That's what's up. Hey, and then when do they do? I think they're due in the next. Um, next couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, next couple of weeks. Yeah. We're gonna have you back out. We're going to have you back out. <laughs> we talk about voting sure. next time. Yeah. yeah we're well, we yeah. just we just going to have you as a standing vendor. Yeah, look. look. Like once or twice a month. <laughs> look, fam, look. If, 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 if you're looking for the Republican Democrat perspective, you, you ain't going to get it here. You got the wrong one on, the, you got the wrong one on your podcast. You ain't going to get it here. Yeah. I look, I look at I look at individuals and I vote on individuals. So it is what it is. Facts. But I don't. I don't I mean, like I was say, point, yeah, but but like I said, it's it's almost like we vote people in and out based off those two topics, and I'm like, like it's, it's deeper. Yeah. But I don't want to yeah. go into all that. Um, aside from that, um, yes, I, I I do believe that looking at the result of something like suicide, looking at the result of something like abortion, looking at the result of just sin in general, I don't think that it's. It's as easy to say, well, what if they have the best case scenario? Because the best case scenario is just a best case scenario as opposed to the dire statistics somebody's going with. But but you could be going through the worst of the worst in the best of the best. Mentally, spiritually, broken. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, it's just broken people dealing with broken issues. And I don't think to even look at the tax bracket then makes it, okay, well, best case. I'm just like, man, I wonder what they're going through. You know what I'm saying? In the midst of them being in a good position. You know, yeah. um, I do think that some people just make decisions. I feel like people hear from the Lord and ignore it. You know what I'm saying? I do that when I sin every time. I, I get presented a way out every single time. Every time. And so um, I have this, like, having this spirit, I have, the, I, have, I have that advantage. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I'm, I'm like, yo, there are broken people out there right. that are dealing with the spiritual and the demonic. And yeah. they don't have the covering they don't have yeah. the the ability to recognize what's right and wrong yeah like so i'm, I'm like awareness well if that's the case then the last thing i'm gonna be doing is like like bro light is being the light of the world allows you to expose but there's two ways to expose i can light 
I can put my light into a car and then see what's in the car. Or I can be a police officer that goes to your window and puts it in your face. Ooh. If I'm shining the light in your face, I'm blinding you. You'll be able to see anything. But if I'm shining the light in your environment, you'll be able to see what you're around. And so if I'm light and I'm exposing, <laughs> my exposure shouldn't be exposing your light hey, in your eyes, man. Oh, my so, gosh. So being the light of the world. I preached on it last week. So I, boy, you a, you a pastor for real, my boy. Well, he reached it now. He reached it now. You passed the bag. Oh my bad, youth director. I was feeling it. Yeah, so um, youth director. That's see, that's why you should do the praise break. <laughs> I was look. I was trying to soak it in, my yeah. boy. But, but yeah, but with, with, with that being said, I, I I feel like when you look at Jesus, he, he man, sometimes like man, it says God's goodness leads men to repentance, yeah. and so wow. After experiencing it for the first time in my life on a, on a crazy level last week where I felt like the wrong that I did should have been punished, the, 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 the nonsense I kept doing, the mistakes I made, I'm like, I, I fully went into an environment like I deserve punishment. I'm expecting punishment. And when I get that punishment, I'm not going to be contentious. I'm, I'm going to be responsive. Yeah. I'm going to receive it. I'm a, and, I, it, and it was crazy because it even got to the point where I was like, yo, I did something wrong. Now I'm a fast. And I heard from the Lord, he said, nigga, eat. Nigga, <laughs> eat. Boy, I'm weak. He That's said, funny. <laughs> he said, nigga, eat. Wait a minute. You better eat. But the thing is, when I therefore judge myself based off my sin, I'm missing out on the opportunity for grace to cover me yeah. and the goodness yeah. of God to bring yeah. me to out, out of my situation yes, rather sir. than being like, I need punishment yeah. so I can feel the conviction, so I can feel the... And so when we place conviction and punishment on other people based on the sin they do rather than being there in love and saying, okay, bet, rather than result, let me be there for the process and yeah. love you yeah. to the yeah. goodness. Yeah. The, let the goodness lead yeah. them to repentance. Yeah, and even to go off of that, we know that like it's God that starts and finishes the work. Yeah. Right. We're yeah. called to be in the middle, okay? And that middle is walking with people. Mm. And so to even to even say, should we choose a side? Again, I'm gonna be consistent. We choose people. Mm-hmm. We are chosen people who choose people, okay? To minister to somebody is not to convince them not to sin. That's not the power in what in what the Lord has done for us. The power is the love in spite of sin, right? The power is the grace in spite of my continuing to choose things that I'm not called to do. But the rub is like we don't we don't see people the way God sees people all the time. Or we start to assume that we are on God's side. Right. And then we therefore can speak for God. And so here's a tougher question. If somebody chooses to get an abortion, what is your response? Right. You want my answer? Just in general, like what is your response? Like what, what, what is like. you want to give your answer. You go first. Well, but, but, but it's a. I sound like it was in response to No, no, no. It, it's just in general, like as the church, like why do like. I think a, a more impactful question and conversation is instead of trying to stop abortions, what is our response in light of people getting abortions? Like, how do I respond when somebody comes in and says, I hear you, 
I know, but I'm still choosing to do this. Can I respond to that? Yeah. Go, ahead. Go ahead. So, uh, first and foremost, I found out, and I'm not going to say who this person is, but somebody that I have great respect for, and I consider her a woman of God, um, had two abortions. Okay. And love for that person didn't change at all. Finding out about the abortions hurt. Um, and for some of you, I may tell you why, not on the podcast. But find out about those abortions hurt. But the love for that person didn't change. It did change my thought process. Hmm. Because it was very, very evident that this person clearly, clearly loves God. Even even after what some people would consider something heinous. Right? So um, my response to that would definitely be to love. Like I said, we should be known more for what we are for. Yeah. So anybody who knows my yeah. family, you know a couple things. One, if you need a place to stay, you got one. Bet. Say Two, less. If you need food to eat, this guy. you got one. You got, you got food. Let's go. <laughs> It's to the point where in this, a lot of them burritos in there, bro. You know. Hey, it's to the point, and I'm not exaggerating. Every single year of my life, someone has lived in my home. Not everybody's related. I got extra brothers and sisters, just people who needed a place to be. Bad. Some people had a place to live. They just needed somewhere better. Mm-hmm. Huh. So to be clear, when I'm asking these questions, I'm honestly asking it. If you live in my house. It's going to be really hard to see people and no matter what they're going through and not find a way to love them. Yeah. Anyways, I really feel like that should be our position at all times. I really don't care what you did. And that I was challenged with that when I was asked a question similar to yours by someone who did something that I would consider more heinous than abortion. Could you still love them? And I was like, I don't know. But then it was like, you're supposed to be a follower of Christ. Does Christ still love them? I mean, yeah, but and it's like, no, nah, there's not really buts. It's, there are, yeah, yeah, there are no there buts are consequences. in love. Yeah. Yeah. There are consequences for what they did. There are ways that you may act differently because of what they did, but there is no but to do you love. You do. And so we go, yeah, man. We, go we go to the prisons, and we minister to people that did what? All kinds Murder. of all kinds Murder. Of Why? Because Christ loves them. And there's not a but to it. And I think, and I think sometimes we get we get caught up in in the in the story of redeeming people than the actual process right. of redeeming yes. them. That's true. We'll go. Question. Go ahead. No, yeah. no, not to interrupt you because that was brought up twice. Like the people, like prisons. people from the church going into the prisons, and they do. They particularly minister to murders. Yeah. So is abortion not murder? Is that where the, is that where we're standing? So what I'm saying is, is the same compassion I see the church giving to somebody that is in is in the prisons. We don't give it to mothers who have right. and they abortions. People they, are in bondage outside of jail. They deserve it. Yeah, so it's, true. So, it's so, so, and again, I think, again, I think there, and this is, you know what I'm saying, I think we as a body tend to fantasize the mission field and not the mission work. Right, yeah. that part. Yeah. I, I, I think we are more likely to um, go on mission trips and go into prisons and even like you know going into like low income neighborhoods and and and, and 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 I'm not opposed right because again I'm I'm more on the side of come on because just bring your resource with you you know what I'm saying bring your connections with you right 
But I think we get more so enamored with um, the 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 field and the process. Like if you look at how God approached addressing the sin problem, mm-hmm. it was immediately foretold at the moment sin entered. Mm-hmm. He had an answer as soon as the problem was introduced, but look how long it took. So although he had an answer, he still respected and went through the process. And we see this in how he dealt with Israel. We see this in how he dealt with Abraham. We see it in how he dealt with David, right? We see how he deals with all these people where there is this coexistence of sin and never-ending love. There is this coexistence and even cohesiveness. They're not just coexisting. There is a literal connection between my endless ability to sin and God's everlasting ability to forgive and love me through my sin. How do we then as the church not become conditional with dishing out the unconditional love and grace of God? We'll do it with drunkenness. We'll do it with We'll do it privately with some things like fornication and stuff like that. We'll go into the prisons. We'll go into mission fields. But there are people in our own country who, again, like you said, know the church by what they hate and not by how they love. And that is tough. We talk so much about abortion being wrong. But the, but, but again, like Jesus addressed and, and, and was with people. You got to be with people to address, to like to really attack and address sin. You going to say something? A lot of people going to say something. Go ahead. Everybody got something. Go ahead. Can I say something? No. You know what I mean? Yo. Sway got something to say. Sway got something to You got the mic. Sway got yep. something to say. Hey, yep. I'm glad everybody's coming to protect Sway. Because now I can do it every week. <laughs> protect him. Fuel it. Because <laughs> I have the sympathy and he said no, so... I feel like we Oh, I got you. I got you. No. Let me serve you, Sway. Yes. We should also acknowledge that when Jesus came down, he wasn't here for the government. He was here for the gospel. So saying that, um, there is a lot of, uh, uh, as a Christian, I understand there's a lot of laws that's going into this and everything. But the correct response would not come coming from a, this is what I should this is what I think should go from a law standpoint, right? I think it should be coming from a gospel standpoint. So rather than say the answer, be the answer. It's like, it's like, it's, it's, cause being the answer means doing the work. It's like, it's like, yo, okay, bet. If you're going to be passionate about saying an abortion is wrong, are you willing to go to that same family and say, man, let me see what the situation that caused you to be placed in this is and deal with this with you. Bear all things. Love you in the midst of this and love you out of this. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. and I, 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 that's the tougher thing to do. It's easy, it's easy to make a poster or, uh, or, mm-hmm. or, or, or shout from a pulpit about what you're anti rather than like, man, if we're pro-people, let's, 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 let's touch the people. That's, 
that brings about my question again. Yeah. If someone is like that, mm -hmm. if someone will say, hey, don't have this abortion, give me the baby. Yeah. Is that person, can that person, is that person right for being, or if they're on the other side and they're like, hey, this is going to be really tough. Like, don't, you don't want to go through all that you're going, I know your situation. I want the best for you. If you have this baby, it's not going to be the best for you. You're going to have this problem, that problem, this problem. Get rid of it. Is it right for someone who is completely in on one side or the other? Same I right. will walk with you through it. I don't think it's How a right or wrong. wrong response is us literally eating the knowledge of good and evil, which is what got us in trouble to begin with. Um, I really believe that at the end of the day, <laughs> we cannot have a right or wrong response to this. Mm -hmm. We literally can't. Like, and then the other thing we do is we try to give people right or wrong responses without connection. Mm -hmm. Jesus always connected with people before he gave them instruction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we always think that we can tell people what to do and what not to do when we haven't even had conversations with them. Mm -hmm. When we haven't even explored and gotten to know about the person. And it goes back to that self-righteousness, right? And I, something that you were saying, Street, was about like us being willing to essentially like forego some of our things. I think about the rich young ruler. He wasn't willing to like really go do the work when Jesus really wanted him to like so, so come, into, come into into the, into the gospel and into the fold. He's like, okay, well, I don't know if I I, I want to be for you. I want to do this, but I don't really want to do let go of my riches in order to follow you. And that's what happens with a lot of us. Mm -hmm. We want to tell people not to have abortions, but we don't actually want to go do the work that's going to take for them to stop doing the thing that we think is bad or that they shouldn't be doing, or whatever is contrary to the gospel. And that's what's really, really sad. But we have to get away from eating from the, no the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. We have to consistently get away from that. Because there is no quote-unquote right or wrong to anything. In my, that's, just, that's just my, when I look at the Bible, yes, there are, there, there are laws, I get it. Yeah. But at the end of it, when it comes to the, the bigger picture of the Part gospel, of when you think of the biggest, the bigger portion of the gospel, I can't tell you that, hey, what you did is, like, God is not going to forgive you for that. Right. Or that this is, quote, unquote, right or wrong. Like, it's not my place. I can't be the, the judge of that. God has to be. I, at the end of the day, he's going to be the one to judge the woman or the man that made that choice. Right. I'm not going to be that person. Right. And so I can't take that stance for them. They have to be held accountable to the, the creator that made them at the end of the day. So, uh, Real quick, I, uh, one thing my pastor said in a meeting one day, he said, when you're misunderstood, you'll be mismanaged. If you're mismanaged, you'll be mishandled, and you'll, be, and you'll misbehave. And so, like, um, remember I did a, uh, I did a, sh I did a, a speaking engagement at a, at a church, and I was hanging with one of the people that was a part of getting me there. And um, she was like, we went to, the, the church paid for us to go to a dinner and stuff like that. And in the midst of the church paying for the dinner, you know, we're talking and stuff like that. And uh, I was talking about how I'm vegan. And she was like, yo, you're vegan? I was like, yeah, you know, but last time I went to Israel, I actually had some lamb. And she was like, you actually ate lamb? I was like, I was like look, that lamb was fire. And she was like, she's like, wait. It was that good. I was like, look, it was good. She's like, it could have been that good. I said, yo, it was good. 
The next day, I got called to a meeting after I got done speaking. And the pastor said, um, hey, um, I don't know what's going on in your personal life and even your sexual life, but uh, one of the girls told me that you touched her. Wow. Same way I just touched wow. you. And, I, mm-hmm. and at that moment, I was like, and she's like, yeah, like she said you touched her, and I just had to come to you and tell you about that. Um, and I had, to, I had to call you out on that. And mind you, my logical mind said, what happened to her that allowed her to experience the feel that as a man, simply just touching you, hugging you. Some women, you can't even touch their shoulder. Like, yo, how you doing? It was a misunderstanding that I didn't even understand. Man, I can't even touch this person's shoulder. I can't touch this person's knee. I can't give this person a hug because something had happened in their past. Now, mind you, in that moment, it wasn't my job to sit there and diagnose the situation. I said, yo, I apologize because I did not know how to gauge that situation and know that I need to do a better job of how I handle myself in certain situations. Because for me to then defend how right I was and what I did would then invalidate the fact that she felt violated. Yes. Right? Now, mind you, if I was to sit here and ask, did I violate her? Man, I, my heart of hearts, on the, in, by the name of Yahweh, I legitimately had no intention sexually. I had no intention. It was really just me in communication, same thing I do with my homegirls. Right? But she felt that. And the moment she felt that, that feeling she had at that moment was more important than my perspective and my act that I did. And I think that understanding that at the end of the day, what led to people's feelings has to be what's addressed before we address the result. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it is a, because of that, there are a lot of misunderstandings and it's because people have been mishandled. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and dealing with the why rather than the result is, is, I feel like will be a consistent theme for myself in handling these types of things from here on out of my life. So I'm like, yo, before, before I sit there and, and protest, am, am I willing to go through the tests and the trials of where they're at? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, are you yeah. about to say something? I did. I have a couple questions. Go ahead. Where's Sway at? Hot water. I don't know where he went. Is this good? Am I good like this? Uh, I, you good. All right. Appreciate it. So, check it out. Um, remind me your name one more time, bro. Miles. Miles? Good people right here. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Miles, your question, I just had a couple questions, like, for, for clarification's sake. So, it sounds like you're, you're asking, like, is it wrong for us as the church to take a stance at all on, like, hey, this is right, hey, this is wrong? Yeah. And it, it spans past abortion. Am I right? Correct. Okay. And I know a couple of people were saying um, that they felt as if we don't have or we shouldn't feel the we shouldn't feel like we have to take a stance am i am i right like was that and so i mean i was i don't know if, I don't if you don't really have to i'm just without asking connection I is it not without connection yeah. okay i guess when i hear that i kind of think like 
I've, I've seen so many people's lives changed because of the fact that I know we kind of condemned going outside of an abortion clinic and just having a, a sign that's like, you know, that this is not what you should do. You know, like God does not want you to do this. But I've seen, I've seen so many lives changed where it was because somebody was standing outside of an abortion clinic. Somebody had the, the desire to say, listen, God loves you. And he loves the baby that's inside of you. And God's desires for that child to live and to have a relationship with him and, and impact the world positively, you know, by living out their intentional design. And, and, and so through that, through those conversations, there were so many different people, so many different women that were like, man, I was really unsure of whether or not I wanted to do this. But I, for whatever reason, all the, cir the circumstances that she was going through, that they were going through, they felt like they, this was the only option. And just having that one conversation with somebody that was willing to stand firm and be like, okay, listen, hey, I, I, I respect you as a person, but at the same time, I do believe that my God loves these, these babies that are being aborted. And I want to give you this to think about. And so in, in that, those women chose not to get abortions they had their babies, and then their babies are going on to live, you know, wonderful lives. Some, I, I was listening to one lady tell the testimony. Her, her you know, son was, was going to college, and he was doing a lot of great, amazing things. And so my thing is, like, if we, if we say that it's wrong or that we shouldn't, as Christians, take a stance, then those lives are possibly lost. And, and, and maybe even more so than possibly, like, likely lost. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like connection. Here, there was connection. What do you mean when you say connection? Like, do you mean like a? So the person's actually coming and trying to connect. What happens is, we want to be keyboard, you know, missionaries. Mm. Mm. Rather than being on the front line. Instead of actually going <clears throat> and talking to people, mm -hmm. I don't want to read that God hates abortion. That's not going to make me change my mind. Right. That's going to make me hate God because that says God hates me because I'm thinking about that choice. But if you come to me and you, me you and say, God loves you and I love you in spite of the choice that you make. And I know that this decision is hard, that you're, you're having to contemplate this. But if there's anything I can do to help you with this child, you let me know so that you don't have to remove this child from this earth because the baby has precious gifts and it's going to be a blessing to this world. All of these things, that's connection. But we want to go make laws about yeah. people's bodies that we haven't even taken time to talk to. That's, great. that's, that's the right. problem. That's good. Jesus didn't do that. He didn't, there are no laws that he created without conversations with us. Whether it was through prophets or through whatever, he talked to us. But we create laws and we don't talk to people. That's what perpetuates the brokenness. And that's what allows the woman who's going to make that choice be like, no, I'm still going to do it. Because we didn't connect with her. And can I say something on that? And I'm not just a personal statement from me. My own mother, um, she, my mother, she was a good woman. You know, when she was young, she was wild. And she did what she wanted to do. And she went on drinking with my daddy, partied all the time. And my mom had abortions prior to me. She didn't want to have, she dropped out of high school. She didn't want any responsibility or anything about that. When she found out that she was pregnant with me, she was four, four months and didn't have any symptoms of being pregnant. 
how she felt like she was pregnant, my grandma was like, you may have diarrhea for two days. You either got COVID cancer or you, <laughs> or you, 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 something else wrong with you. So she went to the hospital. And when she went there, they was like, Miss Thomas, you have to be your medical to the labor delivery section because you're not sick. You're, you're four months pregnant. At that time, and this is where the connection comes in, how deep God is, Jesus Lord. My mother set up an, an abortion to abort me. Now, I'm not mad at her because of that. That's just, that's just a personal thing that she was going through at that time. And we have to, that's where the compassion comes in for people, how Jesus would, because you don't know what their mindset is. Mm-hmm. Now, in saying that, she went to the clinic to abort me. And how she said it, she had deep sleep. And in her sleep, she felt a white light come to her and say, keep her, it's a girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm here talking to y'all because that white light came to my mother. If that white light did not come to my mother, I won't be sitting here talking to y'all right now. Period. And that's where the connection comes from. That's where gospel comes from. Period. Because she was not, my mother was like, she got her GED when I was 10. Like, so mm. she's a good woman now, and I love her brother as a soul. But she, my mindset was like, I want to hit the street. I want to do what I want to do. I'm trying to make some So trusting that God will do the work as we do the work. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like, there's, there's no... As much as we want to take a stance, knowing that God is in control, yeah, it's like because now because because to say everyone will get a white light, everyone will have a person at the front door meeting them, everybody. Right. It's like yo, I, I don't think it's a black and white thing on on the end of the wrong. I don't think it's a black and white thing on the end of the right. It's like yo, God gonna move, and that's and that's the only black and white thing is that the Lord is gonna move, right? So I think even like even standing outside of a clinic, fam, like. You tell me that God wants me to keep my baby. I keep the baby. Where do you go? Right. You go to your house. You go to your house. You go back. I still have to deal with the weight. Right? I still have to deal with the weight of the situation. And so again, I think the the stance of the stance of you know, for abortion or against abortion like God is going to move regardless. <clears throat> And so, like, let's be with the people to make sure that as God is moving, they are moving with him. Mm-hmm. Go, and one of y'all, which one? Uh, I was just going to say, like, Jesus was very clear on making disciples. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And as a person who has discipled somebody every year since I was, like, 19, um, Shout out to you for that. Shout out to you. No, shout out to God. Shout out to God via you. Or Um, you via God. um, Both of y'all. Shout out to both of (laughs) y'all. This guy. But there is something to be said. Get the pillow. And taking what I knew about about God and investing in somebody else. Somebody invested in me. I took what they gave me and invested in others. I know a a ton of single women who aren't investing in anybody. Yeah. And we are called to make disciples. Yeah, wow. And there's all these young girls wow. who are looking for somebody because they can't go talk to their mom. Because I grew up in a single parent home where my mom had to raise me by fear because we were in survival mode. Yeah, yeah. And so I've had to. The Lord has been gracious enough to bring women in my life to invest in me once I got to college. But the call is to make disciples. Yeah. And if we're not starting with that, starting at the basics. Yeah, facts. Making disciples. Yeah, we're we're too scared. I don't know what to say. As if the Bible and the Holy Spirit are not present. Mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> girl, I'm weak. I'm weak. You mean left? You like you closing it out? Okay. Mitch, mute four. Mute four. Push up. Take it down. Thanks for asking me, cause I was like having conviction back there. I felt like God was like, you better not leave without saying anything. Um, but. I mean, as most of y'all know, I'm a single mom of five, and I'm also raising three other kids. Um, And I think what I would tell a mom who is pregnant and just, like, contemplating whether they want to get an abortion or not is, like, it's possible. Like, it's possible to raise a baby and still go after your dreams, um it it's possible to raise a baby whether the man wants to be in your child's life or not um and i think that a lot of women make the decision based on having a lack of support so i think another thing i will say is like this should be a church issue like women should be able to go to the church and say i have an unplanned pregnancy and i don't know what to do um i was raped at 14 and I thought I was pregnant after that like a month after that and it never ran through my mind like I need to have an abortion I was just like this really sucks like this is horrible but it it never ran through my mind to do that um but I did get pregnant at 15 um with my first child and still again like that never ran through my mind my mom's so like for abortion but she never even like put that on me she was never like I'm gonna take you to the clinic and just get rid of this issue um but I also don't have like any family support um she kind of just like washed her hands with me after 15 and um yeah, it was just a hard life. I didn't make good decisions. I was in relationships that were abusive. I, yeah, I don't think I'm going to share that part. But, yes, um, and I will say that, like, I prayed for friends. I prayed for community when I was in a abusive relationship with my girl's father. That was for, like, seven years. And God, like, he provided me with that like community. I was able to like leave that relationship because I had the support of my community. Um, my kids lack nothing at all. Um, these men like really come through for my babies. Um, I'm so blessed to be able to pour into like three other children. I'm so blessed that like even though their mom is an addict that she chose to keep them, um, whether she was going to raise them or not. But I'm also, um, I just think this is a really complex, like, situation. I don't think that banning abortion is, like, the answer. Um, And so it's hard. I think that Roe versus Wade came to play because women were still getting abortions when it was illegal. These were, like, women who already had multiple children who were married and were like, I can't do this. But then again, it's also, like, 2022. So if you know, like, you just absolutely, like, 
will not keep the baby. Like, there's so many other ways to protect yourself. And we do need to talk to women about that as well. Um, Like, we've worked in, um, like, a low-income community, worked with teenagers, and that's been really hard to talk about. But, like, that's something I've been talking to, like, the girls a lot about, like, gotta keep condoms on you like you have to protect yourself like the goal is to wait till marriage but like also I want you safe like I need you safe um so yeah that's all I'm gonna say thank you that's good yes thank you like don't be so hasty to encourage it just because you believe it's okay yeah because if it's a decision somebody's battling with that means they're standing on the line. Right. So you coming to them saying, hey, it's okay if you do this, might teeter them in the wrong direction. Yeah. I am really happy that, like, she did not push her beliefs onto me like that. Like, I don't know what I would do. Like, I don't know if I would listen to her exactly. or, like, stand on what I believe in. But I'm so blessed that, like, she didn't do that. Exactly. Yeah. Especially being young and impressionable. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I think, again, like, all, all these things are true. Um, you you can't you can't stand on one side and think you're right. Um, again, I I think the verse you read was perfect, bro. Like <laughs> the fact that he said no, it's like, bro. Like, who are you to say what God, what side God is on? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we are choo- Again, we are to choose His people, and we are to choose them when they are right and when they are wrong. Okay. You can't reconcile somebody you've pushed away. That's just that, that it just doesn't work like that. So like, abortion is wrong, and God holds the power to decide what life should and should not be. God also holds the power to sanctify and redeem anybody. Point blank, period. And as His people, we should treat everyone as such. So, man, appreciate y'all for coming through. Ladies, fellas, all y'all gave some dope perspectives. This has been another episode of Black Men Do Talk. I'm loving this outro song. That's not awkward. I do that often. I'm gonna start a petition that this is the new song because the vibes on this is heavy. It's, I feel like I should be walking down the streets of Brooklyn. So what does it mean when you want to straight run away, but you want to stay because he called your name? You want to stay because he called your What up, B? What up, B? Hey, um, yeah, shout out to everybody that spoke. Thank y'all. So last week, audience, give yourself a hand. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Y'all really made this. Came with the fire per usual. Yeah, hey, y'all be good. Another episode of Black Men Do Talk, where we have overdue bl- conversations from Black Men's perspective. Y'all be blessed. Um, y'all enjoy, love, cherish, and value your lives. That's it.